G'day, film fans. I'm Dave. And I'm John, and welcome back to The Love of Cinema, a pod in which we'll challenge one another to discuss movies, both new and old, with a strictly positive critical eye. That's right. And to keep us honest and make sure we don't say anything negative, if we do say anything negative, you're going to hear this sound. And that means Ooh. we have to drink because it's a drinking game. So it's just the two of us tonight. Jeff's not with us. He has a gig. Uh, apparently, he's the wine glass bubble stripper for the tr- Twitter staff party. So uh, we, <laughs> all six of them, all six of them are going to be there. Oh, Jeffrey, <laughs> so we, we miss you. We do, we do. But, you know, we, we play while he's away. So let's start with our obligatory shot. Here we go. Down Pour yourselves up. a glass. Sit back <sighs> and we're going to discuss whether or not this can replace Die Hard as the ultimate Christmas movie. The ultimate Christmas movie. Die Hard Meets Home Alone is the pitch on this thing. We're talking about Violent Night, but first let me just shout out some sponsors really quickly. Ooh, yeah. Carlos Barozzo, cbarozzo.beer. He is our beer sponsor. You can follow to that handle for all this fun beer information. Got some videos, some little tutorial things, a bunch of really good Instagram spreads on all of his brewing adventures. cbarozzo.beer. And the music on this episode and every single episode is provided by the artist Dasein. That's Dasein, D-A-S-E-I-N. You can find their music music on all the normal music platforms go there download everything for free enjoy yourself we also um, have a link to that yeah. on our link tree as well takes you yeah, straight we to, it. to all these things on our link tree which you can find in our show notes dave has put the time and energy into that to make it very 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 simple for mm-hmm. you to navigate all of our social media stuff come at yeah. us give us some shit give us some gripes give us some love whatever just, the fuck you want to do I'm, we'll while, get back to you while we're on that subject we got, yeah, we got yeah, a bit yeah, of an interesting up, review pop up uh, today, yeah. <laughs> uh, it was uh, love the love of cinema. They gave us five stars, Ooh. and they said they're almost as good as Matt and Mark movie show. Almost. <laughs> now, I wonder. I, d- I don't. Who I, two things. First of all, here. misquoting aliens. So you know. And yeah, yeah. Uh, second of all, who the fuck's the Matt and Mark movie show? I don't know. We never talk about them. Yeah. We don't ever bring it up. No. We certainly haven't had each of those men on this show multiple they sound, times. They sound like binge drinkers to me. You know what? Just ranting, ranting movie <laughs> podcasting <laughs> lunatics, dude. No, we we've you had guys. those guys on the Come show back a lot. on our show. We're basically just scratching backs all the time. We wish we want to be on their show. They want to be on our show. We fucking love it. We talk about their show. They talk about our show. It is funny. We are like uh, cousins in a sense. And there was, there they was, are much yeah. more highbrow than we are. They are on a whole other intellectual level. Yes. For sure. And, yeah. and a whole other length for an episode. Uh, yeah, with that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, three of our episodes. Can, but but they're, they're, they are fucking hilarious. Mart, Mad Mark movie show. Give them some love. Aw. Did you guys review us? Did, was that y'all or was that one of your your minions that you sent onto our socials? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's happened there? We, we'll find I out. I want to bring this up too, just because Dave's is, is, uh, is Jeff's this a gripe? Right here. Is this a gripe? This is a well, actually, it's because we do a little we do a little you know, gripe time just to get some stuff yeah, off our chest. So you got sixty let's seconds, get this off or you get buzzed. Here you go. Go for it. If anyone who is watching our YouTube page, this is me griping just a little bit about our co-host, Jeff Ostermuller, who used that little uh, AI thing to turn yourself into an AI character. Yeah. I recommend going to uh, just search this man, Jeff Ostermuller. You can find him on the socials. Enjoy his spread yeah. of photos that the AI turns him into. Jeff, you look fucking beautiful. Did he but have I'm also to typing a little bit just because that's hilarious. Did he have to type in, turn me into a 90s boy band character? 
I mean, dude, that is so fucking funny. So I'm griping because you're not here so I can make fun of you in fucking person about this shit. Where are you, bro? We miss you. Uh, that's hilarious. Everybody, enjoy yourself. I don't have a, a serious gripe this week. Dave, what else? You got anything? You uh, I got about? a little bit of a one. Um, and uh, so we'll start that. Uh, AMC Times Square is off the hook this week. Okay. I'm, I'm targeting Netflix. <laughs> Because as, right, as I right. mentioned as I mentioned last week, I, I started watching Manifest, which I was a big fan of when the show was on. It's kind of like Lost. It's you know, it's a little bit of a mystery and it's like very mystical and shit. And uh, they got, they got cancelled, and Netflix picked them up for a final season. So Netflix has billed this as Manifest, the final season, and there's ten episodes. And I rattled through those things, and I got to episode ten, and I'm like, shit, this is the wrap up. This is the good thing. And it gets to the end of episode ten, and there's this big fucking scene, and it's all dramatic and shit and then it goes to black new episodes coming in 2023 fuck right off if you're labeling that the final season you put the fucking final season on you don't put half the fucking final season this is almost as bad as when i landed in lax and the pink berry wasn't there and it was on the map they keep doing it dude don't they they did it with stranger things they did it with uh what else? They split another thing without really telling us, didn't they? It was something before Stranger Things, and they just yeah, I can't remember. But just yeah. fucking milking it. Good gripe. Yes, I totally yep. agree with that. I was so mad. Uh, <laughs> yeah, not cool. Yes, I mean, don't they know that? Like, look, for all serials, we all enjoy turning the page and like we get to enjoy something next. But you go into a final season with a different mindset as an yeah. audience member, don't you? Yeah, you're ready for like you're counting down the episode. You're seeing how things wrap up. Take something out of it, doesn't I mean, it? I, it I, did, it a little bit. I did think at the start of episode 10, they've got a lot to fucking cover. But yeah, little did I know, yeah, they do still have a lot to cover. I mean, yeah, yeah I get more episodes, but yeah. Let Annoying. Me, anyway, moving on. All right, moving on. Welcome back, folks. We are talking about, if you can't tell from the episode title, a little new Christmas movie hoping to become your new Christmas classic, Violent Night. It is... Uh, here we go. I got it. Directed by Tommy Ricola, written by Pat Casey and Josh Miller. Pat Casey and Josh Miller looks like they are the writers of the Sonic the Hedgehog movies, oh, as well as some other stuff. But I think those are probably their biggest credits that they have to their name. So trying to work out a little action comedy here. Let me give you the blurb so we can all be on the same page in case you haven't seen any trailers or there are billboards all over this town of David Harbour on the on the poster uh-huh. that you see uh, that's at the IMDb page. So people have been chit-chatting about this movie here in L.A. for a while. Here's the blurb. When a group of mercenaries attack the estate of a wealthy family, Santa Claus must step in to save the day. Parentheses and Christmas. Close parentheses. That, <laughs> that is this second movie. Bill. <laughs> That is this fucking movie. Uh, it is. I've heard the uh, the pitch. I mentioned it earlier. I've heard people saying it's kind of like Home Alone meets Die Hard, uh, meets well, every other family Christmas movie. You've, you know, there's other. I, think I mean, the, the good thing about Christmas that is, it is, it is oh, there is absolutely a family Christmas element to it. But this is like a blatant, um, like die, there's bla- a blatant die. You can see Die Hard all over it. You can see Home Alone all over it. And this is one of those rare films that actually credits its influences in the movie like they get a mention during the film it's like everybody knows what they're doing they've they've taken you know and it's you know die hard with the violence cranked up a little bit and home alone if it was absolutely realistic and you're watching two murders so yeah it's you know it's they cracked that up mashed it together book ends it with book ended it with a like a family film almost 
Yeah. And with a couple of other plot threads through it. How did, what did you think? Did you have fun? I thought, uh, I just saw this, by the way, folks. Uh, I didn't get to see it in IMAX. I saw it in like a normal, a normal format, but um, the tongue is firmly in the cheek for a lot oh, yeah. of this movie. So <laughs> this, is, uh, this is what I'll say. This is not a movie that anyone needs to see, but if you want a Christmas movie with those kind of elements, I think you'll probably end up having a good time. It's, uh, it's, it's the only thing that I think is problematic about these, what we keep hearing about Home Alone and Die Hard and stuff is that it, it doesn't quite fit into the tone of either of those movies. No. So I, I, th- I think I was kind of expecting to go maybe one way or the other, and it has a little bit more of a brevity to it. Like a, or, or a levity, sorry, not brevity, a levity. It is, it is mm. also, it's not super long. Hour 52... I didn't feel like we were in the theater. It doesn't feel like it's, it's that long or anything. It's not like a super long movie or, you know, you are kind of in and you're out. The scenario presents itself. Um, I did have, I did have fun. I think because I kept hearing Die Hard. It, you're right, Dave, like they, they're, they're using it in their marketing. So it wasn't like just a cinephile heard that mm. in film people talking about it. Like they want you to think about that when you're going into it. And I think there's a, I think the only thing that maybe let me down a little bit was that I was expecting, I was expecting, uh, <laughs> I, know, I know what this movie is about, but honestly, I was expecting no an element of, uh, <laughs> I don't know, I was expecting, the first Die Hard was so refreshing, I think, because there was still, the action was, of course, the action was shameless and it was, it was, uh, it was over the top in its own ways, but the, there was a realism to the, the way that John, John McClane kind of has to navigate the absurdity of that situation that I don't know if this movie ever wanted you to feel like you're supposed to be grounded in any kind of reality. I kept having some questions as I was watching it, like what are his powers and is he just a man? And there was a history. So I still had fun. Which reindeer shit on the roof? Like, yeah. Yeah. But this this movie ended up leaving me with some, uh, with some just some plot holy informational kind of questions that that ended up being a little annoying for me. Um, it, all they had to do was all the yeah I'll drink. All they had to do, all they had to do was establish some of these things early on. And I, t- I you know I thought this was going to be kind of a painting by numbers formulaic movie. I was ready to just get all my information up front, establish these things, and then we can just have fun watching him kick everybody's ass. But I think they, I think there were a few holes that ended up kind of nagging for me a little bit, and they kind of tried to wrap up with some things we'll talk about later. Mm. But um, we got some Christmas characters you've seen before. Uh, we have these elements that uh, that you know everybody kind of expects from the Christmas movie. So I think if you go in with just all I'm trying to do is just have a little fun and laugh a little bit, I think you might be able to find that for yourself. What do you think, Dave? I had a great time with this. My theater had a great time with this. People, everyone was pissing themselves laughing, especially when they got into like the gratuitous violence of it. Um, yeah, we were almost like, this is what we came here for. It's called Violent Night. It's like when you go to watch fucking Hot Tub Time Machine, you know what you're in for. Yeah. And like the Christmas story that it starts off with, I was like, all right. There's, you know, like they've set it up and it's set it's set up very, very well, like almost like a family Christmas movie. They establish the house, they establish like they do that big walking like one shot through the house. And my first thought was like, oh my god, everyone looks fucking miserable in this house. Like even the people who live there looked miserable. And uh 
so I settled in and then it just turns the fucking thing on its head. And like, it doesn't ease you into Santa. Santa just is there and it's, it's a thing. I like that. Yeah, and I, yeah. I, the thing I love the most about this is the comedy in this is either it, it flip-flops between unexpected results and results that you're expecting, and when you get it, you get the payoff. So you get that little little hit from, like, yeah, that's what I was waiting for to happen. Um, and I think they balanced that really nicely for me. So I really enjoyed this. Um, I had a great time. I was I clapped at least once or twice Wow. while I was watching You know, one thing it. I will say, I think one thing that I did not – that hurt my viewing of this was I saw it this afternoon and there were only three other people in the theater. Oh yeah. That'll do it. Yeah. I had so about- there was some, you know, there was some, hmm. I heard some laughter from some giggles from the people that were, you know, we weren't super close to each other, but I'm sure this would have been more fun with a, uh, a crowd that was enjoying it and laughing along with it. I, I had about 40 people in Dolby cinema. It That's was, good. it was That's going good. off. It was absolutely going off. Yeah. And I you're do- right. You're right. You do need people in there with you. Because if you're sitting there laughing at this stuff by yourself, you're a fucking psychopath. So. I was also, I mean, I, I don't know what you did. I don't know when you saw it, but I was also cold sober. You know, I think this movie would be, this was, honestly, this gave me kind of stoner film kind of flicks too, that they just, it's so broad. The comedy is so broad and the plot holes, there's such a nod to the audience, a little wink, wink from mm. these directors, writers. They want you, they know that you're coming in there like no one is going to take this seriously and you're not supposed to. No. You're supposed to just go in there and have a good time. I I agree with you that um, this movie, you know, we're not really talking crazy spoilers here. This movie is established with an opening scene where, because I, I went into this, uh, I don't know about you, but I did not know from the trailer and maybe I just had not seen the trailer enough or maybe I really just hadn't seen it in detail, but... I think I saw it once and I did not know that David Harbour was actually Santa Claus. Well, you must have missed the bit where he goes up the chimney in the, in the trailer. Okay. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I didn't really, I really didn't. Okay. That, maybe see, I didn't the, even the see The trailer it was the only thing I saw of this. So I didn't hear anyone mentioning Die Hard or. Right, good, I'm glad I, I didn't. I, uh... I, I drew that. I drew those conclusions on my own from watching the trailer and. Then again, then they establish it really fast that like this, yeah. there's going to be a presence in this movie. Um, yeah. which we'll talk about a little bit later because I really enjoyed that they managed to somehow turn that on its head a little bit too. Like if they make, a sequel, really fun if they make a sequel to this and he doesn't say how does the same thing happen to the same guy twice, I'm walking out of the theatre. Uh, it, it did have the feel, <laughs> not necessarily in a uh, cliffhanger kind of way, but I, I thought the same thing. I thought this could be the beginning of two or three of these. They could have some more fun. I could see them going and kind of homaging a bunch of our favourite Christmas you know, uh, franchises kind of the way they did with this one. It'll always be violent, but I could mm. see them kind of leaning into different styles of our favorite. They could do the Griswolds. They could do, they could do a Scrooge. They could do so many. I, I totally imagined one where like he was Scrooged. Like I could see him doing <laughs> that kind of thing and everybody's mad at him because he's not been into it. But this movie is established. Sorry, back to what you we were saying earlier, this opening scene where he's, you know, super down and out and it worked for me. It was like, he yeah. was, a bum kind of just sad drinking way too much sad Santa had very bad Santa vibes to me and you were like oh this motherfucker is actually Santa Claus and he's just getting wasted before he has to go do this job that he's having trouble believing in anymore he's not saying I want to quit he's just disappointed that it's not fun anymore and that nobody believes anymore and that's kind of the foundation the world is greed now 
Yeah. It's and like, you know, to sitting give them this... one thing, they want the next thing. And it's like, yeah, this is to go save this rich fucking family. That was one, yeah. re- right, that was one thing that I was kind of, as the movie played on, I was like, this, I feel like that wasn't really the right, <laughs> I don't know if that was the right uh, family to save considering he was so pissed off about greedy people. I, and yeah. All, all they did I, well, was burn. No, it was just this, there's one little girl in the middle of it that is nice, girl, to like to, near the top of the nice list, despite the fucking family she's exposed to. So you you're know. right, and she and his. It's I. I was too obtuse with that opening. He's not just upset that the world is greedy. He's he he says that children are greedy. So the whole turn of this movie relies on the fact that a really really privileged young girl who's probably you know between seven and ten years old. She doesn't want things. She wants, get ready, folks. Small spoiler alert, but it's in the exposition, so I don't feel too bad about it. She just wants her parents to get back together. You know, so that's classic. We've seen that in Christmas movies. Wonderful, wonderful feast for the audiences. And that's the whole reason why Santa decides to turn (laughs) into the fucking Viking king that I guess he was at one point. That's right. Santa gets a backstory in this one as well, which is, I I dug. I dug that as well. There's some some good little Santa exposition. Let's turn the spoiler alert on so we can actually talk about this. Yeah, we really should. That's really really fun. Um, Also, dude, like, I just want to say... Hats off to the stunt team on this because those fights look like they hurt. They were, and the, the, the way they filmed it too, mm. they needed to look like they hurt because there wasn't a lot of cutting in at least two or three of the sequences. One of them was yeah. full of cuts, and I've, I've that noticed, was probably my favorite sequence. But I've noticed they're doing you know, that a lot more. Like, like I said, yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're doing that a lot more now with the the long takes and like using the studies to work, um, which I like. I like. I love that. Like because they've got the skills, course, they've got the talent. Yeah. Uh, this was Dan Skeen was the. Um, stunt coordinator in this he's a stunt performer from the boys and oh, uh the expanse and he's a stunt coordinator on a show called letter kenny that i haven't seen he did he did 18 episodes of that apparently so letter kenny's hilarious great <laughs> good for him it's is funny. it violent <laughs> i'm trying to think if there's like what violence is on that show it's a funny funny show uh, um i guess we have to give our credit and our nod to that influence coming from a trilogy we love, John Wick, soon to be a mm-hmm. a, a movie of four. Um, but yeah, these like long oneers, they definitely. Yeah. Th- there's one in the middle of this movie that I that is a really kick ass movie in the dark where Santa decides I'm going to murder everybody. But there's a few where he's more in a self defense mode that are very like almost one take, and these stunt people really get to they get to act. Yep. It's fun watching them get to play their moments. I enjoy that guy that. Has the star eventually? Uh, that's that's top my of the tree. that's it's, my top two favorite kills in this movie. Yeah, that was a good one. That was fun, man. I, I the the fact that they played it out. There's a point in this movie where this guy gets death by treetop star into the eye, and then David Harbour plugs it in and electrocutes him, and his head catches on fire. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> and he's just sitting there burning. <laughs> yeah, the fact that they let it burn that's, after he's already that's the dead. Thing. It's, like, it's that's like, why this is fun. You know, like you get that, that YouTube clip of the guy copping the skateboard in the nuts or something, and you run up and show your mates. It's like, oh, that's what these are. That's what these kills are, and it, it makes you do that. And that's that's one of the reasons I, I recommend seeing this with a group of friends because as Definitely, a group, yeah. you will enjoy this way more than sitting in a the theater by yourself. I just adopted friends. I was by myself in the theater, yeah. so like, yeah. This is definitely one of those movies where in your rewatch and maybe even in your first time, you might just want to hit the action scenes. The stuff in between isn't really necessary. And that's like, they know that. 
like the, the again they're giving you these nods all the time there's just enough information delivered about the family between to get you to the next thing but but otherwise the, the, it's just kind of like the robbery subplot definitely has an arc and it, a little bit does, of a twist it yeah. does have an arc it does have an arc and uh the, the led thing... by the, the robbers are led by the great and powerful john leguizamo who's of course super charismatic i always he love is, watching him. he is having a renaissance He's in. He's in. Yeah, he's having fun. He's in the man. menu. He's in this. I still need to see the menu. I know you guys. I know you guys did it without me. Yeah, um, that's a good I one. Know, I'm excited. Good, good, good. I still need to watch it. But um, I think I think what's so fun about this movie is the, the family is a wonderful backdrop. And they, yeah, there's a robbery that's happening where they're trying to rob from this very powerful, very privileged, very wealthy, you know, multiple generation conglomerate kind of family. This whole thing takes place in their compound, in their house. Um, so there's a giant robbery that's going on, just like in the, uh, the uh, damn it, what's the Die Hard building? Takawa? What's the name of the building where, you know, it's a multinational corporation. Is their, yeah, it's their headquarters. So it's very similar. There's a giant, you know, conspiratorial robbery that's been months in the work going on. This heist is happening. That background work is happening. The family is involved. They're all the hostages. Mm-hmm. So they have a little bit of an arc. The but family, Santa, of the course, family our... reminded me of the ref, which I know you weren't too much of a the fan ref. of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um, that's what the family With, um, reminded. It's almost like they took that element. It really reminded me of that. I yeah. think. I think Dave the in highlights to the ref, which I think I wanted a little bit more of in this movie, was. I wanted them to lean more into the absurd comedy of this dysfunctional family and Who the just family can't at, stop. Yeah, the nuclear family at the center of this story that's surrounded by their extended family, they ended up kind of casting them as kind of serious actors. Do you know what I mean? Like they, they, they mm. I believed what they did, but yeah. the main son, the main daughter-in-law and their main child, I kind of wanted them to be a little bit more zany. I kind of thought if this whole family was dysfunctional and yeah. inappropriate I, and screaming I at each other. That was the only thing I faulted this movie on. I didn't like the wrap up of the, uh, the mom and dad storyline. <laughs> At least, at least not the way that they ended up executing it. And maybe if they were, you know, more like horrible people that I kind of hated and they yeah. ended up realizing we're horrible people and we belong together, maybe it would have been like funny and I would have liked it a little bit more. I mean, but it was, they played it very sincere. Yeah. I'm wondering, I, did, I I wonder, did they film an alternate scene where he grew a pair and saved her? Maybe because his, his pussiness kind of came out of nowhere for me. I wasn't, they, they hadn't established that at all, that he was... He totally he kinda, incapable I mean, he, of defending himself. He was kind of like he was kind of like that to his mother, and then he was like that in the house. He was that was that was there, but I, I felt like he needed something more there for that resolve to work. Yeah, um, I, I wanted. Yeah, I know what you mean, dude. I think I totally agree. The, some of the other extended family members, as as we get in the Christmas vacations and our, our home alones. Some of them were really fun little character moments. I, <laughs> dude, I, I, I enjoyed dude, laughing. Her, you know, it was fun. When he gave her the, the fucking script treatment <laughs> for Christmas. Yeah, his pitch deck. <laughs> yeah. If you want to turn to the back, you got all the financial information on there. What's a better Christmas gift than a golden opportunity? That was pretty funny. I like the asshole little, um, you know, little, um, he's the nephew of the, of the main family, yeah. the grandson of the main uh, matriarch. But again, he was kind of a good-looking kid, believable as that kind of influencer. I just wondered what would have happened if this kid was like a, a 
kind of an ugly little asshole that just probably had no followers, but was still living that kind of life. Mm. Whereas I kind of thought that there were probably that kid probably has tens of thousands of followers because he's a rich little good looking prick. Yeah. Did and you see I, his? I kind of just, did you see his mid credits scene? He has just a little. Uh, no, quick, I, had, I had to little, run home. I got out yeah, of there at like six forty-five. Yeah, I was oh, rushing home. Yeah, no, he just has a little quick mid-credit scene where he's like streaming, oh, streaming above the dead guy. He's like, "Yeah, this guy behind me, totally dead." <laughs> <laughs> it's a great. It was a great idea. It was still, you know, of course, it still made me laugh. Yeah, I still was enjoying that. Um, set decoration, production design. That house is fucking awesome. As we want a lot from our, our you know, nice Christmas movies. It was fun to move through the space. Um, there was this. What did you think of this sequence? There is a sequence, folks, where the sound editors and the composers took a big bold step, and they were like, "You know what? When Santa sews himself up after getting some it's some knife injuries, scratch. we're gonna put some music underneath this that's gonna make you think." I kind of thought that that was gonna be their opportunity while he was in pain, and we saw him with his shirt off and his his tribal tattoos from his Viking days. I thought that they were going to take us way back and we were just going to see his whole little mini expositional. How did we get here story? Do you feel like you got enough information about his? I'm or are they kinda, saving I'm, it for the sequel? I'm kind of <laughs> glad they didn't, to be honest. I feel like we got enough to know that when he gets his hands on a weapon, it's not going to go well. Like, cause he used to be. And so when but, they, but when Dave. they showed, when they showed that hammer, you were like, Oh fuck. Like, yeah. So wasn't it, there it, it got, a little bit of you of Wasn't there just a little bit of you that I didn't, I mean, they didn't even infer how he became Santa Claus. Like no, there he, was no, he literally, again, tissue. he said it's Christmas magic. I don't understand how it works either. Like they didn't so they, really they establish they established that he doesn't know he just he just established that like he says I was the top of the naughty list so he, something happened they established to make him, he was like yeah. a a Viking warrior this and then they don't tell you anything about how he became Santa Claus it's fine our expectations for this kind of movie we don't need all the info but. I was a little bit like, just tell me something, like just to give me a little hint that yeah. are you a wizard? Did a wizard touch you? Is this like a Shazam I kind was, of thing where I was fine I to think, let that go? I like I got enough out of that. Like, that all that was for was to let you know why and how, <laughs> why and how he's kicking these guys' asses and killing them. Like that was all that pro that served to me, and it served it perfectly. Very so good. when we got to one that, out of two love yeah. of cinema critics <laughs> was perfectly satisfied. Yes. So my favorite sequence, Dave, was by far the barn sequence. Oh yeah, in terms of Violent Night, Kick Ass. Yep. It's, it's the really it's and the, the longest one, it's the most well. obvious one. <laughs> the music worked for me. I love the, the contrast like, they were doing the was great. Yeah, I really enjoyed that, and it was kind of I guess what I thought I was expecting the whole movie to kind of feel like. Not that I wanted it to be one note, but hmm. there were two or three really fun action fight sequences with Santa and some henchmen before yep. this midpoint sequence where in this midpoint, he kind of accepts he's talking to the little girl through walkie talkie and he kind of just accepts I'm a violent man and I found a hammer. I used to kill ham with a hammer back in the day and I'm going to kill everybody now that I've got a hammer in no, my you hands know, again. You know, what I got from, you know what I got from this? He was like, he didn't want to resort to that sort of thing. But then when the, the the strike team showed up and the strike team had turned bad and he opens up the naughty list and it just like he had two left and it just turns into eight. And it's like when you get that editing job 
that's supposed to take three days and two weeks later oh, you're yeah, still sitting sure. there making a fucking adjustments and you're just like fuck it let's go and you, you take to your client with a hammer no um I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. yeah yeah sure sure i'm not advocating that anyone who edits um we've all wanted it to was, kill our boss it was, <laughs> <laughs> it was uh it was a case of you know what fuck it let's do this and then he got his hands on that hammer and in, that was the moment I was waiting for from all of that build up, like the thing where he tells her the story about his hammer and everything. And like it, that built up to that moment perfectly for me. So when we got to it, it was just, he's down, he's down. This guy's in a fucking snowplow. It's like, it was great. Yeah. All the innovation with the violence there was really fun, mm. but, the, but the fights leading up to it, I kind of felt like they were more like self-defense. Yeah. Did you feel that way too? Absolutely. Like he yeah, was, he was not fighting. He wasn't really fighting back. He was fighting for survival. Which was which was a fun turn. Again, I think I wanted a little bit of just just a I mean just a single line, a single moment, just a teeny bit of. I wish they would have told me why he wasn't trying to fight them, like why he didn't like what was the connective thing between the monster that he used to be thousands of years ago or whatever it was 1100 yeah. i think was the was the year and the man that the santa claus magic man that he is now why didn't he respond to that first guy as you better be careful you know i used to be someone else like he did say I, in the second fight he does have the line of the second fight i really don't want to kill you yeah but you know so they were beginning to say like there's something about this man yeah but i think i think i would have i think i would have if they had set the movie up from the very beginning of not just I'm disappointed, kids are greedy, and this sucks. I think if they had set this movie up as I'm not doing this again after tonight. This is my last time. I'm fucking done. I, I think I want to go back and I want to become just a fucking murderer because I fucking hate everybody. And he ended up like taking out these things and realizing, <laughs> no, 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 you got to fight for a reason. I think it would have yeah. like fed I mean, it a little bit but more again, for me. When you think about it, like that, that whole thing was put there for the purpose of if you'd gone and seen this with a group of friends you would have been like, what was his fucking life like? And it gave you, it would have given yeah. you something to talk about as you're walking out of the theater. And that's one of the things I love about film when it does that, like you walk out of the theater and you have questions. And Violent Night, The Thinker. It's a thinker it's film, a, yeah. It's, it's, an, inter it's an intellectual film. Christmas movie. Paul Schrader says you should always, uh, the fourth act should live out in the on the sidewalk outside the it, theater. It, it, and mashes, it mashes up Christmas <laughs> elements and a couple of heads. Yeah, let's so, give it up for a um, couple. Uh, what was her name? Help me out, Dave. Beverly D'Angelo from yes. um, Mrs. Playing Griswold. A, playing a very different character to the Griswold that she is, is known yeah, for. The that most, was I fun. Think. That was fun seeing her for sure. Uh, yeah, let's talk about Dude, some performances. She was an absolute fucking bitch and she lent right into it. She was, was great. So I was telling good. Dave before the show started, I've been rewatching some Entourage. For no really wonderful reason other than I just really love laughing at Jeremy Piven and I love laughing <laughs> yeah. at um, um, Jeremy Piven's Mr. The Dylan, shit. <laughs> um, Johnny Drama uh, Dylan, his his just fucking hilarious. But anyway, Beverly D'Angelo is in that is in that show. She plays a mm. a very powerful, you know, uh, boss bitch kind of powerful agent who eventually you know has a lot of power on that show alongside jeremy piven's character and uh so it was fun kind of i just hadn't seen her do anything much since since that show which was yeah. you know, almost a decade and a half ago at this point yeah i mean she turned uh, up in so the vacation movie that i watched back. a couple of weeks ago oh but, uh, i yeah. assume she was in that but yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. only for a second um 
She was really good. Uh, I laughed quite a bit at uh, Edie Patterson, who plays kind of a kind of the uh, scheming, greedy, desperate daughter to Beverly D'Angelo. Um, and it's, it's uh, almost like it was, the, it was the middle child almost like there was a child missing or something. Cause she was just yeah, was, never, no matter what she did, she was not liked. It was desperate for sure. Yeah. I felt kind of bad for some of those actors. Cause I feel like did though on their casting call, most of them never left that den, did they? They went to that location every day for however long they were on set. They had yeah. the exterior at the very end, but most of them, the secondary family, mm. her, uh, Edie Patterson and her family, I don't think they ever left that room. Yeah, they got to stay nice and warm. <laughs> they were yeah. just chilling in there. <laughs> um, Ken I, I want to say that. Ken Gigandit, the that- uh, guy who played Morgan Steele, oh. <laughs> her husband, the actor, Jesus. who presented the uh, pitch deck. Yeah, he, was- he lent into that role. That was pretty funny. I have a very strong feeling there's like 15 extra minutes of scenes that they cut together with the, those people just fucking with each other and being. Oh, yeah, I have a top. feeling there's a lot more. They're, they're, I wouldn't surprise me if there's like a director's cut of this gets released on like Blu-ray or something. I would have had fun watching that. I think. I, yeah. I think I. I think I wanted a little bit more of that because after they established it kind of quickly, it kind of. It kind of just li- turned into them kind of bitching to each other whenever we would go back to the family, and away from the robbers or away from mm. Santa. And I kind of wanted to see just a little bit more of their absurd family dynamic with them. Like they're doing, they're still being themselves completely in front of these people who are about to kill them. Like that's how shitty they are. Yeah. They can't not but be. We have a like, very cute. like the scorpion. They, yeah. They have a very cute, uh, very sweet Leah Brady who plays Trudy Lightstone. Who's kind of the main granddaughter. Who's our, okay. our child I'm surrogate. Stop you there. Very sweet. She had way yeah. too much fun maiming those fucking people during that home alone sequence. I really enjoyed that, man. That That is the Home Alone moment <laughs> yeah. of this, someone of this should, Home Alone diehard yeah, matchup. Someone should keep an eye on her. <laughs> Blood everywhere. That was... Uh, it's that was... like, for real, the thing I loved was they they sat that like, the booby trap was on the ground with all the nails and razor blades. And he walks up and literally steps around it. He's like, you realize the booby traps are supposed to be hidden. And then he sees the nail. And he's like, huh, and steps over that. But that wasn't the trap. The trap was the the floorboard above it. And he falls and misses. So instead of it going through his foot that you're expecting, and this is one of the times they turned it on his head, it went straight yeah. through his chin. And then they cut to a big fucking close up where you can see the thing moving around inside his mouth. And I was like, oh, like that looked painful. That was great. It was awesome. That was great. I kind of that whole again, sequence like that, that, like it, that, that was, was so well. That, that was so the, well done. That and the hair ripped off with the glue. <laughs> it was great. That yeah. was so well done. That I'm not gonna lie that. That kind of made me wish, like, why is there only one of these sequences? Like, yeah. that was so smart, the way that they took our I'm, favorite Home Alone gags and made them R-rated. I'm wondering, <laughs> you know, was for- this originally intended as a PG movie? And then somewhere through there, they just went, you know what? Fucking go for it. Like, I, I'm wondering, like... Uh, maybe. Yeah, did it did it have a rating change in the middle and they, they gave him the green light to just go R-rated? Just to get fucking... Because gr- that I, was I a fun sequence. Later. Yeah. Yeah, that was a fun sequence. I, I did enjoy that. Um, yeah, so anyway, everybody does everybody does their job. Again, I'm de- uh, I think that maybe no offense, it's I'm not faulting the actors at all. Alex Hassel and Alexis Louder, who play kind of the main couple b- beneath uh, Beverly D'Angelo. It's his. It's her son. I assume it's her oldest son who seems to be very much involved with the family business mm-hmm. and his wife who they're having some issues. They ended up going a slightly more sincere route. They're not broad, goofy, unattractive, funny, comedic actors who were there to just, 
you know, kind of have a real life love story. It, it kind of felt a little hallmarky, which again, I think they did that on purpose. It's almost like they wrapped up, like they kind of brought a hallmark family Christmas element into this as well. Yeah, they the way a, that they portrayed them. They brought a gun did to a card fight. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So really, honestly, there's like, this is very much like a hodgepodge of a bunch of different like Christmas genre movies. Yeah. Every and time you think you're in one genre, it turns its head and it's something else. Which yeah, worked for it. It did. It, 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 did. it, it worked. That way. Like, and then you get like, you know, the snowmobile chase at the end and then the big, the big final fight. And to fuck me, dude, that chimney kill was my favorite in the whole film. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, did that work for you? Yeah, that totally I, worked. I knew where you were going. Well, I, as soon as they slammed it, he slammed him up against it. I knew something was going to happen, but I didn't fucking expect that. I thought <laughs> so, he was going to go up the chimney and then and like yeah. jump down with like a 300 yeah. hammer moment and like just braid him. But that was just brought out his midsection. That was, yeah. pretty, that was pretty funny. John Locazamo getting sucked up through a chimney. Santa's magic, I guess. So he just like turns into matter and then rematerializes on the yes. top. But he drags John Leguizamo up with him and basically tears off his legs and his neck and his arms on the way up the chimney. <laughs> Pretty fucking brutal, man. I, was, I did enjoy that, was, that as well. That was a that was a fun one. John Leguizamo's uh, his little arc of why he hates Christmas so much. It was established. Like, I yeah. can't say that it wasn't established. He has a very long monologue where he kind of tells you why. I kind of, there's a little bit of me that wonders if they had pushed that monologue sooner in the story so that not only was that how he felt internally, it was part of his motivation for why he likes to rob people on Christmas. Mm. I think that would have been fun for me to know that, like, I, f- not a- I fucking hate this holiday. Yeah. And I, mean, I know the Lightstones always celebrate and have this, you know, that family. Like I, got, I, got that th- I got through that monologue, but when he turned around and called him by his name, I was like, ooh. Like, because they his were dealing with, like, moment. is it or isn't it? And, yeah, then he started calling everyone by their name and telling them what, they, what he bought them and shit. And I was like, that was great for me. That was like a – it was a tense moment. And it, it gave – some of the power back to Santa because they started, they started like they started, it was a cute, it's a really cool like directed moment for me because when he did that, they started to believe he got more powerful both in the film and in my eyes. Yeah. So it was that I find, I found that sequence very, very well directed. It was, it was a standout. I I agree with you. It was a standout moment for me where you finally got to, because the one thing, one element that, of course, I was waiting for the whole time, and that was the scene that really establishes it, they kind of abandon it after that. But that was the only moment in the film where the regular people, the robbers, mm. really got to start getting in their own heads about, is this real? Is he actually Santa? And it it, it really, do you agree with me? It kind of They kind of go away from that as soon as that's over, because none of the other henchmen really come in that kind of contact with him. Yeah, he kind of has, has that moment of realization and then just discounts it for the violence. Like, not, it's, you're not going to get through right. to him. But he, he put him off balance for a little bit. Yeah, but he I kind of wish they had used that a he little was, bit more. But when yeah. the kill squad shows up and that one guy's like, it might be the real Santa. And he's like, what the fuck did he just say? Like, I felt <laughs> there, were, there were some fun lingering where like, okay, yeah. some of them do think he's real. But I kind of thought that was going to end up being like a chain reaction, like in some way everyone was going to come in contact with him and they were going to be like, Santa? And then he was going to fucking <laughs> just cut their heads off. <laughs> Dave, was there a little bit of you 
Because there was a little bit of me that was kind of hoping at some point there was going to be no other solution than to call in the elves and they were going to come like fucking oh just Jesus eat, eat people's esophaguses come out on, of their throat. Dude, you got to say you got to save something for the sequel. <laughs> that's that's confidence right there. That is that is a lot of confidence. So you, they're going to save it for the sequel. I mean, but this, right. this I think, is so enjoyable, and I think every, everyone that I've like heard of that's seen it has had a great time watching it. I feel like it's going to become a little bit of a Christmas cult classic, and I feel like they will try and push out a second one. I mean, Harbor Harbor rocked it. It's one. like I enjoyed this way more than his Hellboy, but so did everyone. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> Don't introduce a low bar this late in the show, David. <laughs> That's yeah, bad, right? I could easily, easily see this getting, I could see them having more and more fun with how they subvert all of our favorite Christmas movies and favorite Christmas genres. Hmm. All the while, he's just this, we learn more and more about his past as, what do you call himself? Clut, Clut, Clut the Destroyer or whatever. Yeah, something like that, yeah. Uh, pretty good, pretty good. Anyway, I, that was fun. Yeah. And I tell you, anyone who doesn't like how this ends, because it does end in, it goes, it reverts right back to the, the Christmas movie ending. Like it book, like I said, a book ends it. Anyone who doesn't like the ending has really forgotten how to be a kid. Yeah. I may have forgotten how to be a kid, Dave. That may be. You can, you I like can find the, it. Spielberg found it. You can find it. I like the wrap up. Which part are you talking about? Because I just didn't like where, the burning where, of the money. No, where everyone's sitting around suddenly saying they believe. And it and okay. it literally brings him back from the dead, and then they make a comic that reference was, to it later. That was fine with me because because yeah. they establish, I don't know how Christmas magic works. Sure, you know mm. it's fine. Fuck it, it works. And we got a great shot of Santa flying off into the moon, you know, yep. with Merry Christmas. Like that was totally fine with me. I think the family wrap up put that pebble in my shoe as I was as we were moving toward. I believe in you, Santa. Mm. Right before that, the solution to keeping him warm is to burn a bag yeah. of their money. And it just it I, felt like, why the fuck is that even in there? I, Who cares? No, I, found, I found that as the last piece of development for the, the dad. Like he's willing to sacrifice the money that he stole to save this guy. To save the guy. Yeah, but he had already sacrificed it for saving his family. Yeah, but they had it again. The, like they they vanquished all the foes. That money was just sitting there. It was still theirs. And that's true. But I didn't so see he, a moment where he, he didn't he, he didn't did, want to he, give it up. Yeah. If he was trying to like keep it, and they were like, no, 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 this is his learning moment where he's not going to keep it. He's going to burn him. I don't, it's such a tiny I, little thing. I, it was it, just on it just that didn't same note. And that one little piece of plot line there, I love that they didn't reveal what was on the note until later. Like just the look she gives him when she reads that note where he lays out what he's done she, and she was supposed to, she was supposed to read that the next morning. I love that that wasn't revealed till later. Cause that look that she gave yeah. him was fucking piercing. It was like, it was great. It was hate, but also admiration. Yeah. And I liked, and they clarified, I like her little, mm. it's, it's such a throwaway little speech. Cause they're moving when they do it. It's just transitional moment where she's like, I respect, you know, I had to take it from my grandfather and now you're taking it from me. I, I fucking love that. Uh, this we're talking about Beverly D'Angelo is the matriarch. Yeah. CEO of the company, we assume, and, um, you know, her son, the uh, Alex Hassel, the oldest son who we were talking about earlier, he basically steals this money. And that's why this whole, you know, heist has gone awry. Uh, but I did like that moment. I did like that moment, Dave. I know what you're talking mm. about. Yeah. What happened to... I Again, it's a Christmas movie. The, the <laughs> stuff doesn't really matter, but... Even the way that they shot her, Beverly D'Angelo's big 
execution moment where she's standing right beside the guy. They just showed us a wide shot where she wasn't there. And he's like a Navy SEAL kind of fighter. And then she's standing beside him when we know that snow I, makes I didn't like that result. Yeah, she. I thought she, she was just going to shoot him from a distance. And yeah, that would have been fine. For that would have been like, great for me. She's like 10 feet behind him and the camera pivots and she's like right, right behind his yeah, head. Yeah, right behind him. Pop him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have been great yeah. for me. So there were a couple of moments at the end that took away from what you're talking about, where I believe in you, Santa. I believe yeah. in you, Santa did not bother me. That's every Christmas movie and yeah. we're expecting it. But the things leading up to it, I was like, oh, what a shame. There's some funny actors in here. And you kind of made them seem like they were just devices to get to I believe in you, Santa. And I was like, oh, I think we may have missed some comedy I mean, opportunities. I but. love that this was like finally kind of like a David Harbour vehicle that worked. And it worked perfectly. He nailed this role to a T. I want to go me. deeper with him. I, want I know, more but that's, that's the that writing. That's not his, he had no Santa control scene. over that. Like, yeah. No, no, it's fine. That opening bad Santa moment, though, like I was like, I want the movie to feel like this. I want it to be like realistic and him like if bad Santa is actually Santa and he goes and he fucking snaps and he kills everybody. Like I, kinda, I was I want to see them explore that. The number two is usually the dark one, isn't you it? Can, well, you the can, yeah. It's the Empire Strikes Back of well, Violent Nights. The hammer was sitting in the sleigh. You can bet that he's taking that with him next year. Oh, it's going to be brutal. I also can't wait to see who they cast as Mrs. Claus. Yeah. Any guesses? Who do you think was sitting at home? I, I have no idea. I, I hope it's uh, I hope it's somebody funny. I kind of hope it's Amy Schumer. I don't know why I kept thinking. I'd also take I Kathy. Like, I'd also take Kathy Bates. Kathy Bates. She's I think she's I think she's too old. <laughs> but I, I like where your head's at. I like, I like yeah. where, I thought maybe Melissa McCarthy or yep. someone that's in that vein, like a really powerful but serious kind of person like who has both of those elements as an actor, somebody funny, but also has a lot of power and prowess. I could see them doing that. Anyway, I, I was thinking mm. about her. She had a, she had a strong character, even though they never show the, oh, actor. you know, it would have been great. Um, the sa- the Sonic sequel, the, the woman whose wedding got ruined and she went, I never like, saw that one. Y'all oh, okay. did that one without me. Oh no. Um, yeah, she, there's a, a woman, I can't remember her name uh, for the life of me, but like, she was the sister in the first one who like hated him basically. And then she's getting married and they ruin her wedding and she just goes full fucking Rambo on them. And like, she's there's the a whole sister. In- yeah. She's, there's a whole sequence in this golf cart where she just drives the golf cart, slides to the side, steps out of it with like fucking weapons and stuff. It's, it's great. She'd be perfect. Okay. She stole, she stole well, that whole movie for about 15 minutes, but I, I can't, I can, right I can not remember her about. name. Anyway, yeah, some fun, some fun things. If I, if we got handed the keys to the car for the sequel, if uh, even for someone like me who maybe didn't like it quite as much as Dave, they have established enough for them to do pretty much whatever the fuck they want with yeah. the next couple movies. So I think they, I think they could get away with murder, if you will. Ha ha. <laughs> Buzz me for that, Dave. <laughs> All right, <laughs> we've been a light buzzing show. That right. was fun. I still had a good time. Go yeah. see it, folks. Enjoy it. Absolutely. Yourself. If you haven't already. Hopefully you've all seen it already. Otherwise, we just ruined the fuck out of it for you. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. All right. Let's wrap this thing up. We usually do our usual. Dave will go around the horn as in back and forth since there's only two of us. <laughs> Jeff, we, we yeah. miss you. It's a uh, circle. What you've been watching <laughs> is what we do. I've been busy as fuck. But Dave, what have you been watching? I, I went back um, for a little bit of a re- revisit. I watched Avengers Infinity War and Avengers Endgame. This week. You went straight to the finales? Yeah. 
You didn't um, watch any of the first well, remember, gen? Remember, I, I, kinda, I was kind of disappointed by Endgame when I saw it in the theaters because I waited too long to go and see it and there wasn't much of a crowd and stuff. But uh, This was it your first time rewatching those since no, then? No, it's like the... Was it? It was like a third, third time. Fourth? But it's my first yeah, yeah. time since Phase 4 when you you know they revealed how yeah, bad when, it could yeah. fucking get. So... <laughs> so... <laughs> Guys, nothing Whoa. happened in Phase Four, and it made me appreciate Endgame like even more. Like when I got to the end of that, I was I was almost tearing up. So yeah, it's I, I still I, I still I still love Infinity more more oh, yeah. than Endgame. Absolutely, but you are completely right. Like whatever is happening now is is lacking something that was that seemed to really just permeate all the way through those middle ones climaxing into mm. very long and very com- complicated well, plot line wise and emotional wise with what was happening to those characters. Did it make you yearn? Did it make you want to just fucking press play on Iron Man one? A little bit. Yeah. 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 Um, and as that, that whole series up to that point as a whole is great. I'm wondering, was it a little bit of the Bob Chapek thing where he was meddling um, the, the former CEO of Disney now, because he was very, very focused on streaming. And there was a, a rumor that Feige was getting really stretched thin. So, uh, in these four, in the, in the phase, in four, phase yeah. four, yeah. Yeah, yeah. there was a rumor Feige was getting really stre- stretched thin with all the streaming stuff they were trying to put out. So, right. like, it's possible the, uh, the film suffered. Then there was the directive where they were told to keep them under two hours for two of those movies and uh, fuck. like stuff like that. So, it was, it, I know uh, it's certainly come out since that. Shabak was definitely focusing on the streaming side more than the cinema release. The one good thing about uh, Iger coming back is he's handed the release of the films back to the studio. So they decide which where is, it goes, yeah. which is, you know, they're which the people who work in that. They, 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 yeah, they work in that. They, they should be the ones deciding, does this go for a cinema release? Yes, it does. Like, or, you know, and maybe we'll finally get some fucking Pixar movies back in the theaters because he rammed all of those straight to Disney Plus. They were so mad. I missed all of them and I heard they were great. Mm. And 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 what did we learn from, you know, our episode on Wakanda Forever? You know, Ryan Coogler and Kevin Feige. I still think that's probably my favorite one from this new phase. Oh, absolutely. Phase, phase four. Yeah. And yet we still, we had some complaints, you know, it still wasn't as good as maybe we wanted it to be, but it was still refreshing. I re- I think, there, I mean? was a, like I think there was a big fight over that one. I, I'm willing to bet he I was would like imagine, yeah. shorten it. And he was like, go fuck yourself. Like I'm not, I'm not yeah. cheating Chadwick out yeah. of what he's earned. Like, cause that one still, that one felt like the first couple, first two or three phases. It felt like, mm. It might not have been as strong as some of them, but it still belongs in this caliber. Yep. Whereas I've kind of, I've already kind of forgotten about the other. I hate saying that. I know they put a lot of money and time into it and I respect everybody that works on them, but I totally agree with you, Dave. I haven't touched since uh, we all talked about the, I guess the franchise face off. I think I watched quite a bit of the, you know, I started again at the beginning and I went Mm. through and I think I skipped, I love you, Paul Rudd, but I think I skipped the Ant-Mans, but I watched all (laughs) of the other ones leading up into, you know, up uh, uh, into Infinity War Endgame. And I had a great time. To be honest, I think Quantumania might be where he finds his footing. Like it's it's a main, like a better. Yeah. Yeah. It looks better. The trailer looks good. I'm excited. Open eyes. We'll go into it. We'll see what we think. Um, Good for you, man. That's fun. I've been, I've been thinking about watching just because mm. it does seem like a, I, I want to give Marvel that redemption. Yeah. Also, I've been watching uh, on Hulu, Little Demon. It's an animated show. It's about uh, a girl who's 
like she lives with her mother and finds out on her like i think it's like around about her 12th or 13th somewhere between 12th and 13th birthday she like gets her period at school and finds out she's the fucking antichrist and that her dad's the devil and her dad it's is playing this yeah, is, it is not serious it's absolutely fucking hilarious this animated show okay. her dad is danny devito the devil is danny devito and <laughs> aubrey aubrey plaza is the mother so you oh, can imagine you funny. can imagine it's like there's there's f-bombs it's not safe for work at all and it's fucking hilarious that's good yeah i'm also going to ask you to give me your pitch because Ladies and gentlemen, my co-host won't shut the fuck up in our text thread about Wednesday. And why is it? What are you? Why is it so good? Y'all keep talking about. Did you talk about it last week? Is that why you're not talking bit, about yeah, it now? Yeah, yeah. Well, I talked about it last week. I watched that in uh, two hits in a day. Is it real? Wow, it, really? It is so good. She, she, they, they rebalance the character to give her a little bit of real world stuff. So like she's, it's got the Wednesday sass, but she's also acting like a human um, thing mm. is in it. They pull back on the rest of the family because this is about Wednesday at college. So there's this whole Nancy Drew style mystery thing going on. Um, there's uh, at least two mystery okay. threads and it's like, what the fuck is going on in this school? So there's kind of Wednesday a Harry Adam Potter. Is, Adam's there's, is solving a mystery. Several several mysteries um there's a mystery there's several i won't go too far into it but there's several mysteries they set up that she has to deal with and uh she they put her with this plucky fucking blonde roommate who is a baby werewolf basically uh who like hasn't turned yet and she's creature school it's like yeah yeah they send her to a special school because she throws piranhas in the pool at the normal school so um (laughs) that's in the trailer that's not a spoiler and uh, the, the lines revolving around that are quite good as well. But yeah, um, like the the Wednesday sass that we all love is there. Um, they brought the character in and made it made her a little more mature because she is. Um, Tim Burton is just like directing half of these episodes, and it's oh, it's just a fucking oh. masterpiece. Wow! When was the last time he made a movie? I can't remember. This is what he's been working on. Okay, cool. Yeah. And he like he's done well. They they set enough up in this season to have two fucking season twos. So like yeah. Look, I I mean it's good. Both of you are both of you are praising the shit out Mm. of it. Jeff's Jeff's not here tonight, but he was texting us saying how much he was loving it too. Yeah, he's 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 probably finished his gig and he's fucking watching it right now. I'll yeah, I'll I'll press play (laughs) on it at some point. That's exciting, man. Give it a look. It's it's Um, it's good fun. Good. I saw, and I can't, I've been busy, 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 busy. That's why I was missed the two weeks. So mm. I really haven't watched much. I've been watching a little bit of that entourage just to keep me laughing. Um, been really, really news central recently. But did I talk to you about Bardo? Did I say last time I was on that I saw no. Bardo, False Chronicle of a Handful of Truths by It's Alejandro Yuruto's new movie? I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. Um, We're drunk by the end of the show a lot. So yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. I, I literally can never remember what the fuck we said because we're always tipsy or drunk. I have to go back show. through the episode to find to make the graphics. Like, I believe <laughs> and that's, it. And that's just that's just for me. <laughs> Somehow Dave mixes down these episodes. Some sometimes not every night, but he usually does mix down these episodes after we do these shows. It's crazy. Anyway, um, Bardo was uh, a very long, and it's it's on the serious side. You know, it's a serious movie. But uh, man, I can't say it enough. I hope everybody goes to see it. This was one of of the best things I've ever seen in my entire life. Like I can't, wow. I can't say enough about it. Is it? It like, was. It's in theaters now. It's going to. I know Netflix is doing their you know limited Netflix release to theaters to be mm. considered for awards 
the 16th, I believe. That's only seven days is, they need to be there. Which so. is the same. Right, right, right. So yeah. it's the same weekend as Avatar, which is which is a risk. Okay. But I know it's going to stay in there for several weeks uh, so they can qualify for awards. But um, it's got some controversy coming out of it. It's a very trippy film. It is a very personal film for him. It's kind of like his... Um, Kind of like his um, shit. What was the Coron film from uh, twenty eighteen? The black and white one that he made about Mexico, about growing up in Mexico. Uh, Roma. Roma. It's kind of yeah. like his Roma, but it's it's much more inurito. It's very compelling. It's very evocative. It's it's visually stimulating. It's not this slow, you know, panning black and white thing. It's challenging in different ways. But I recommend everyone. Go try to watch this movie if you can, or take it very seriously at home. You probably haven't had an experience like this in a long time, or maybe ever. But mm. it was—I had like a religious experience in the cinema. It, wow, it was unbelievable. That's it that's a good review. Up. So anyway, I've been uh, haven't been doing much other than that. I've been busy with school shit, but ah. ready to get back to movies, dude. Let's let's do it. <laughs> just what do we got in, next in, week? Do just we know in time we're doing for the big week? blue meanies. Yeah, dude. Wait, hang on. Next, next oh week my is. God. Wait, next week's is only that the twelfth. Next week? Yeah, next week's only the. Um, no, it's the week after because it's it comes Avatar's out. Avatar's the sixteenth. It, it comes out of well. my birthday yeah. weekend. Yes. Well, check our socials. James, James and check Cameron our, always our gives me Avatar for my birthday. Whenever he releases one, he gives it to me for my birthday. Oh, Dave, the ca- not quite a Capricorn. What are you, Sagittarius? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, explains a lot, right? <laughs> it does. I'm a Capricorn. That's why yeah. Dave and I. The alcoholism and all those arrows. <laughs> i'm finally ready to see do you feel like am i the only one who has felt like half of this year or for the better part of this year there have been two trailers where i keep seeing blue people swimming underwater wakanda forever and avatar I was like, yeah did they talk did they know both of them were doing this like I, I, well the, the, i mean avatar was established when the first movie was made um i just heard that they bullied avatar the last Airb- and airbender to change their name it was originally just called avatar and they had to add the last airbender because James Cameron had like came at them over Avatar. But um yeah, the in uh Black Panther, the uh like Wakanda Forever, those those guys are established as blue because they turn blue when they get out of the water. Right. Um it was quite funny actually. I went to the dentist recently and, and my dentist I, I found out about the show. <laughs> and so she's probably Are listening to this, but yeah, well, the, my, my dental hygienist found one of the hygienists found out about the show. So she, she might be listening they listen to this, to but, it while they're but, working on but, people. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she, yeah, she actually in seeing that thought that they'd done a crossover and bought avatar into Honestly, the Marvel yeah. universe. And I'm like, I can see, uh, yeah. I can see how that could be. Two yeah, gigantic blockbustery films. And there's yeah. blue people swimming underwater and look, yeah. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Well, anyway, we're excited to do it. Check our show notes. We'll do something, something next week. I'm I not can't sure remember. What it's yeah, be I can't yet. remember what we're doing next week. It's it's there's a list. I don't know. Somewhere. So many good movies coming out. Yeah. So I'm I'm excited for uh, I'm excited for this season. Anyone that'll be my biggest pitch before we sign off. Anyone who hasn't been going to the movies, this has been an incredible year of movies. Mm. See all the ones that everybody's talking about. Treat yourself. This has been remarkable. Oh, hasn't showed, been this good since 2019. I showed uh, the last night. We Trace uh, and I sat down and watched uh, Don't Worry, Darling. She had fun. She had a great time when it, when it got to the good. twist. Hands over her mouth, shocked, like she did not see that coming uh, at good. all. Yeah, somebody that I know saw I like, it yeah, um, gotcha. at home. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and they enjoyed it as well. They had fun. So uh, I'm glad we saw it. Glad we talked about it. Mm. Anyway, this is great. Yeah.
All right, film fans, Jeff, I'm going to, uh, the last thing I see tonight will be one of your photos of your AI self. Here's just one last time for the YouTubers. That is fucking let's weird. Just, let's just exit <laughs> on that. Leave it up there. We'll just exit <laughs> on that. <laughs> that is, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> we'll see you next week, film fans. Have a great fucking week. Oh, jeez. <laughs>